Do you hear that? Stop. Listen for a sec. That's the sound of background noise, and it's starting right now. Thank you so much for tuning in to Background Noise today. As always, I am super excited for today's episode. A little bit extra excited, though, too, because uh, this is one of the bands that reached out to me to ask to be on my podcast. And as I've mentioned before, I always feel like extra special when bands like ask to be on my show because absolutely, I take pretty much any Canadian band as long as you got some songs on Spotify, enough for me to fill an hour show. So this is Hillsborough, a very cool like indie rock, shoegazy kind of sound out of Victoria, B.C., I always like to get the show started, though. I like to just let you guys tell me about yourselves, your position in the band, what you do, and kind of your little shtick. Uh, okay, so yeah, I mean, we're, we're Hillsborough, <laughs> as you said. Uh, <laughs> we are. We are, it's true. It's not, It's we're not faking. It was, yeah. These aren't fake guys. None of it is uh, a lie, I yeah. swear. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm Nemo. <laughs> I sing, I play guitar. It's Dexter. Say hi, Hello. Dexter. I'm, he plays. Hi, I'm Dexter. <laughs> he plays violin. Yeah, um, I'm the violin guy. Yeah, Dexter, do you want to take sure? Um, yeah, well, like my shtick, I guess, is I'm I'm the novelty member. I'm the violinist in the rock band, um, which has been very very interesting. It's loads of fun. I've come around to it now, but I think at the beginning it was a little weird because like you don't really see that a lot. So I was going around like, what the heck am I doing? What is going on? But then this has been such a fantastic experience. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my thing. I'm the violinist in a rock band. Um, but my, my shtick, I guess I'm like a fiddle player. My background, I've been classically trained and like trained in like Celtic music and Quebecois music and all that stuff. So I've been kind of doing that since I was seven years old. And then I met this guy in high school. And then after high school, he was like, Hey, I've got some songs. Do you want to come play drums on it? Because I did drums through through high school and like jazz band and stuff. And then I was like, sure. But I was coming right from like a gig, a fiddle gig that I was playing at some market or something with my, uh, I had a trio at the time. And I just had my fiddle with me. I was like, okay, I'm just going straight there. And I went and then we got really weird with it and realized we could put it in some of those earlier songs. And it's kind of stuck. And that's what I've continued to do. Yeah, it became really like inseparable from kind of the whole band. It really was not the intention to like have violin. And now I love it. It's like this weird, like velvet underground. No, we don't sound like that at all, but like, I don't know. I, I, am, I like to pretend Dexter's like John Cale or something. And, um, <laughs> but like meets, meets Kevin Shields with the pedal board and everything. It is it's, pretty uh, weird. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's cool. There's, we get a lot of like, you you make a lot of sounds that like I have not ever heard before, which is cool. But yeah, um, yeah, I had, I had like a bunch of these demos on my laptop. I had kind of been tinkering away on. Um, well, I was living in San Francisco and then came back, and it really has just spiraled from there. It's been supernatural. Like uh, one thing led to another. Ended up meeting our old guitarist. And- letting Dexter around and then oh someone like a friend of a friend offered us a show uh and we've kind of just been like riding the uh the serendipity till now and are continuing to do so I like it let's uh talk about your latest single exit plan uh just came out in June uh which is this month but like I said I don't know when this episode's going out so came out really recently Honestly, love the song. And you have a really cool music video for it as well. I watched right before the show. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Did one of you go guys go skydiving yourself for the music video? Or is that where did you acquire that that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that um yeah, I've I've been I've been debating whether or not to tell people like, yeah, totally we did it for the music video. But like I went I went separately, um it was like a birthday gift from my dad, like three years ago. Um, and we went and he was like, Oh yeah, we'll get the GoPro footage. It'll be sick. Uh, and then I had it kind of sitting on my hard drive for years. And then, um, 
yeah, we were working on this video and it occurred to me like, oh, it would look really cool if we like put the skydiving footage in reverse and like cut it into this thing. It would work. But yeah, I'm glad you like it. It was a super, super chaotic shoot. <laughs> super, super fun as well. Yeah. I, I know. I love that. Like, just like kind of like 90s, early 2000s, just like vibe that was in that that video. Uh, but like I said, too, the song itself. Awesome. Tell me a little bit about that song, writing it, inspiration, stuff like that. Yeah, I think like with that one, I had like just woke. <laughs> um, I had like, I was really late to the strokes. Like, I literally hadn't heard a stroke song till I was probably 19 or 20. Um, and so, you know, having like like being obsessed with my bloody valentine and everything prior to that and then i like heard the strokes like way late and was like oh yeah this is cool um and so that honestly that song's kind of like our take on that if like they were sort of a shoegaze band and i'm that's kind of me pretending i'm doing yeah doing that that strokesy thing that was done to death but hopefully hopefully doing it in a more interesting way but um yeah i i kind of trying to call that one i think i was i had a dem, pretty developed demo it was about i kind of had the the verse and i think the chorus and i think like the chords for the bridge and then i invited oliver a drummer over uh one night to just like work on some various demos and he liked that one and we ended up recording a lot, a lot of the, uh, a lot of the demo actually ended up in the final recording on that one. We were just like plugging straight into the computer, uh, with the guitars and stuff, no amps. And it, uh, yeah, and we played it with, that's kind of our process. A lot of songs will have this really developed laptop demo and then all kind of learn that. And then it kind of takes its own life once we start playing it live. But, um, yeah. And then in terms of like inspiration for lyrics and stuff, I mean, it kind of, I'm always sort of writing in my phone, like just little clips and stuff. Um, and yeah, so I was always, I always just like write lyrics on my phone and whatnot. And like over the course of the album, I was kind of going through this really weird time, uh, where I was experimenting with a lot of like drugs, frankly. And like it, life was just really weird and it was COVID. And, um, when it came kind of for album time, uh, it kind of just collaged a bunch of lyrics together for the song because I had the melody and everything fully done. And then, uh, and then, yeah, that was, that one came together pretty, pretty quickly, to be honest. So that song, that one's obviously going to be on, you announced on Instagram, you're going to have LP coming out pretty soon here. Uh, why don't you tell me a little bit more about the album just as a whole? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's coming out September fifteenth. We uh, took us a long time to get to this point. I think we've been took us like two, three years to from probably first songs being written to uh, actually having the finished album done. Um, but I think like it feels really like the first cohesive thing uh, that I've done anyway in terms of the long form project, and I think it takes you through kind of a journey of entering into like uh maybe a dark situation and not kind of being into it and then by the end kind of being sick of it uh and everything sort of in between there all the 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 mess of a kind of confusing emotions that you kind of go through when you're um, experimenting with stuff that you maybe shouldn't be or being around people that you maybe shouldn't be fair enough well let's spin exit plan take a listen to that uh and then when we come back i want to talk about some of the songs off your 2020 on spotify it calls it a single but it's five songs so i'm calling it an ep because a single is one or two songs (laughs) yes yeah it is (laughs) so we'll talk about the 2020 ep when we come back but first here's exit plan
You're listening to Background Noise. Like what you hear? Follow us on Instagram at Background Noise The Show for links to episodes, playlists, and more. We are back. Thank you so much for tuning into Background Noise today. Sitting down with Hillsborough, a really cool indie rock shoegazy band from Victoria. Honestly, I am really into the sound. Like, both Hillsborough sounds, and then we'll talk about it in a little bit. Um, Nima, you sent me a bunch of bands, um, just because I always have a segment on the show where we talk about some other mm-hmm. bands. Uh, I also love all three of the bands that you sent me. I'm so stoked oh, awesome. to listen to more of them. <laughs> so um, but yeah, let's talk about that 2020 EP, uh, Car Sex. The one song that really stuck out to me was Serotonin. It's like... Just this, like, moody instrumental, and, like, when I was listening to it, like, that was one of the songs that, like, I got lost in the sauce with that one. Like, I kept forgetting I was, like, listening to that (laughs) song, and I'd, like, come back, and I'm like, oh, I like this. And then I'd, like, drift back off again, and then I'm like, oh, I'm still listening to that song. I like it. (laughs) And then I'd, like, come back. Uh, Why don't you tell me a little bit about that song? Yeah, that one was... um... I'm glad you like that one, though. People don't really talk about that too much. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like uh, when we were doing that first EP, it was a lot more experimental. We weren't really thinking in terms of like, this is going to be a traditional song as much. Uh, and so that one, we kind of, we don't really jam that much as a band. It's not really how we write or do things. Uh, but that's one of the rare instances where, I think me, Dexter, and um, Colt, who used to play guitar in the band, um, we were just kind of sitting, noodling around, uh, mm-hmm. and then we landed on this. Uh, that might have been the first time we actually got that, together. I think. Yeah, yeah, that was the of, first session. Yeah, um, and then it it started as kind of this almost folkier thing because it was like there's two guitars, a fiddle, and a kick drum. And yeah. then, uh, once we started recording it, um, it turned into this really kind of housey thing. I was listening to a lot of burial at the time. And, um, yeah. I don't know, Dexter, do you have any cool anecdotes? I, yeah. I, 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 I just remember that being sort of the first thing. Um, cause you guys asked me to come play drums, right? And then I came with right. the fiddle. And then we were, that was the first thing where we sort of like, Oh, wait, try doing them at the same time. I was like, okay, yeah. sure. And then it, it really became this sort of like folky, but also dancey kind of thing with this repeated like violin line going through it and then cool guitars going over. So yeah, I, yeah. I honestly, yeah, I'm in the same boat as Nima. People don't mention that one a lot because that's like sort of an outlier in terms of what we've put out and written just in terms of style and sound. Um, so it's kind of nice to come back to that one. And sorry, did you say you were playing your fiddle and drum at the same time? But when we when we jammed it, like it was literally, I was just doing like kick drum and hi hat with the violin, like just do the using my feet on kick drum and hi hat. Um, That's and still then, impressive, sir. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, but uh, yeah, thankfully I don't have to do that anymore because with the songs now that would be straight up impossible. <laughs> uh, no, I honestly like I. I really enjoy that song. And you're right, it does stick out quite a bit from the EP as a whole and just like kind of your sound in general. You can definitely tell it was like very experimental and jammy, but I'm super into it. Um, Another song on that EP too, uh, we'll talk about the title track, Car Sex. That one, also a mood. Why don't you tell me a little bit about that song? That one was... I don't recall. Maybe that was maybe the second song, second or third song I had ever written. To be honest, like um, that was, uh, yeah, it was that whole EP was very like Coltural guitarist and I, um, and then and then Dexter a little bit later on. Like, just I was kind of still learning to play guitar and um, learning, figuring out the song thing. And I mean, I was. I think I was 18 when we wrote that. Um, and so I, it was just sort of like really, yeah, really experimenting around and kind of trying to figure out what we wanted to sound like uh, as a band and kind of mixing this like Midwest emo stuff 
uh, that I wanted to sort of learn and get into with, um, this more electronic approach that I had been used to. Like, that's kind of how I made music prior to that. Um, and so, yeah, we, that one, we were just like layering and layering and layering. Um, and then when Oliver joined the band, uh, it actually changed quite a bit because he, he started doing that sort of like, almost like black metal drum thing in the beginning um, that kind of changes the mood of it. Um, but I really like playing that one acoustic because it kind of, it feels just like a country song. Uh, yeah. When it's just me and a guitar, you know, and I, I remember, I think for the chorus, like I totally lifted my guitar part from uh, that Nico song these days. Uh, it's like in the Royal Tenenbaums and just like kind of has that, that folkier vibe, uh, even though it kind of it's dressed up like an emo song. It definitely did have that big e- cowboy emo vibe. Which yeah, I'm in Alberta. We have so many emo cowboys here. That is really like, <laughs> oh yeah, oh I yeah. Out there. <laughs> yeah, we gotta go. <laughs> I don't. I don't recommend it. But like, <laughs> it's so yeah. hot here right now. Oh my god. I don't I can't recommend imagine. it. Dude. We're all dying here. All the time. That's why we're all emo cowboys. Uh, <laughs> let's spin uh, Serotonin yes. and Carsex from that titled EP there. And then when we come back, I want to talk about a bunch of those songs that you sent me that I'm also a big fan of because they're, they're good. I like them.
You're listening to Background Noise. Like what you hear? Follow us on Instagram at Background Noise The Show for links to episodes, playlists, and more. We are back. Thank you so much for tuning into Background Noise today. We're sitting down with Dexter and Nima from Hillsborough. Really cool, like emo kind of Midwest shoegazy indie rock sound. I don't know. It's just, it's a vibe. Like it's the stuff you like put in your headphones and then just skateboard by yourself into the sunset. It's like, that's what it's for. That's so nice. <laughs> awesome. It's so nice. <laughs> uh, Unima sent me a couple songs. We always do a segment on the show where we talk about some other artists. Um, they were awesome. So, are any of these bands either projects you guys have already been a part of, or are you just like big fans of these guys in the area? Uh, so Melrose is Sam, our guitarist's, um, I guess, so- solo project, technically. Um, Oliver, who also plays in the band, does like pretty much all the production for it. Um, but yeah, that's kind of Sam's world. And they've just been putting out these like really really dense beautiful records um for like years with that project um and it's just like it's something like i was listening to that stuff before way years and years before sam joined the band uh and so honestly like having them around is incredible because i feel like uh this you know this band i was listening to when i was 16 you know now i get to i make make music with them and that's incredible um, Kyoto Banana Star was my band in high school. Uh, I used to play, I played synthesizer, uh, in this band and it was incredibly unhinged. Um, <laughs> the, yeah, I'm surprised we didn't die or something. We went on tour. It was messed up. Um, and then, <laughs> uh, Still Depths isn't a Hillsborough associated project at all. It's just like, uh, some friends in Vancouver who have a band that we, I really, really like, um, and we're playing with them, uh, this week, I think at Redgate, June 30th. Yeah, on Friday. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, just wanted to dig up them because they're making some, some of them, some more, some of the more interesting stuff I'm hearing in terms of local Vancouver acts. I'm sorry, was that last one? Because you sent me one called, was it Hualam? Is that those guys? Oh, oh. I messed up. Sorry. Not still bad. Oh. Hold yeah. Hualam. My bad. Uh, they're also on the same bill. That's why I mix up. Oh, <laughs> uh, so convenient. Sorry. That's good. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad I got to shout out Still Depths. But anyways, Holem, <laughs> that is um, that is also a Vancouver band that are some friends that I really, really, really like. Um, I live with, or not now, but I lived with uh, a bunch of them for years. Um and they're just a bunch of like really uh whacked out super smart but very uh just trippy off the wall guys um and they make some really gorgeous gorgeous music and it's just uh it's so, so, so some of the closest stuff to my heart i like i collect their bootlegs if that's any indication so <laughs> <laughs> i like that i too collect bootlegs <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> but yeah. No, honestly, like, beautiful is a good way to describe. Honestly, all three of these sounds awesome. <laughs> coming from these projects. Like, I listened to them all before the show. I always listen to all the songs just to like have them fresh in my brain. And like, so good. One one song in particular that I was like really into, partially because it has an extremely long name, and I love songs with super long names. Uh, from Melrose there, the frog croaks out songs that make no sense. I love that. <laughs> yeah, so that's such a Sam title. Oh my gosh, yeah. Oh, uh, I know, because, like, I also grew up in the country where we had, like, frogs and toads all the time, and, like, sometimes the spring peepers would just be so loud, and, like, that's just, like, instantly what that title reminded me of is just, like, when you're in the mm-hmm. field and... <laughs> They're louder than anything else, and yeah, they're making no sense. And you're like, "Can you just?" Sh-? I'm trying to listen. <laughs> have you? Did you ever? Have you ever eaten them? I had for I. Well, I, I just I ate frogs for the first time recently. It was weird. Does it actually taste like chicken? Uh, it the texture is like chicken, but it tastes more like fish. Oh, that's trippy. Yeah, I didn't really like it. But then we we were like in this kind of 
pond area and we ate these frogs and we didn't realize and then like after we ate the frogs like 20 minutes later all these frogs started croaking in the pond almost just being like you ate us it was not fun (laughs) (laughs) awesome well we're gonna spin a bunch of songs here we're gonna spin from the kyoto banana star loved that one uh all my bread and then uh the frog croaks out songs that make no sense uh the song makes sense though the frogs don't uh so we're gonna spin all those and then when we come back we're gonna talk more about your music
Listening to Background Noise. Like what you hear? Follow us on Instagram at Background Noise The Show for links to episodes, playlists, and more. We are back. Thank you so much for tuning into Background Noise. We just listened to a handful of just awesome songs. Like they were all just such a vibe. I'll of course have them all uh, put in a playlist for you so you can find them because I know you're gonna want to add them to your own playlist. They're just 
there's such a vibe. But I want to talk about your songs a little bit more. Um, one in particular, well, I guess it's technically two, because on Spotify, they're put together. It's Painkiller and Stray Dog. Um, I don't know if they're related because Stray Dog is really little. But also, it's kind of on its own. Like, it was a really beautiful, like, just poem with music in the back. Best way to describe it. I really liked it. Tell me a little bit more about uh, those two songs. You know, those two, I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, because I feel like it was long, long ago that we did those two. Those two are like peak pandemic songs for us, if that makes sense. Like, we recorded and released Car Sex and did like one or two shows to sort of promote and support that. And then I'm like COVID hit. It was just like, it actually like the, the sort of lockdown and everything happened while we were playing a show in Vancouver. So we like came back from that and then it was like nothing. So we were just spending a lot of time um, with each other, uh, writing songs and jamming and just like making demos in Nima's basement at the time. Cause that was our rehearsal space. We would just spend like crazy amounts of time there. And those two, um, actually, even though they are like sort of a separate project and felt like they were their own thing, those two, we wrote at the same time as a couple of the songs that you'll actually hear coming out on the record in September. Um, but yeah, they felt like they were their sort of own thing. We just kept sort of playing on them and adding on them. Um, much like Nima said, we sort of had demos going and then we kept kept sort of perfecting them so to speak even though i don't think any of our songs are perfect per se but that's kind of the, the beauty of it is like each time it'll be a little different when we play it live and it'll be sweet um but yeah to a point where we were like okay let's release these and then they were kind of released as a single at least the way i saw it to sort of <laughs> remind people hey we're we're still here we're we're still doing stuff don't um don't forget about us it's sort of like this this cry out of like we're still doing our thing just because we were like re relatively young at that point, just in terms of being a band. Cause we'd like started fairly recently, just 2020 released that first thing, played a couple of shows and then nothing. So if you hadn't like been at one of those shows per se, one of the like three we played, you wouldn't have even known we existed. Um, so it was kind of like, we're still doing stuff. We're still making music because i mean one of the sad things that happens with the pandemic was like so many groups just called it quits right so we wanted to make sure that didn't happen to us and those songs are sort of born out of that at least the way i see it that we were like continuing to play together and those came about through that right on right on well let's spin those two we'll spin them together i feel like they belong together uh and then when we come back uh, I want to talk about one of the songs that was off that Car Sex EP, uh, but remixed. I'm a big fan of remixes, um, and I want to talk about that because it was another really good. You just, I just got lost in that one, and it was, I liked it. But this is Painkiller, and then I'll listen to Stray Dog.
Listening to background noise. Like what you hear? Follow us on Instagram at background noise the show for links to episodes, playlists, and more. We are back. Thank you so much for listening to background noise today. We're sitting down with Dexter and Nima from the really cool shoegazy band from Victoria Hillsborough. We just listened to Painkiller and Stray Dog. I just, I really like Stray Dogs because like. Sometimes short songs can be equally as powerful as like really long ones. And I just thought, I just thought that was beautiful. Short, sweet, really well done. Um, but I want to talk about When Boys Fight off of the Car Sex EP. I think it was on there. Uh, but the Good Fuck remix. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> Why don't you tell me a little bit about that song and then... Uh, having that one remix yeah so i mean the original was this very like hacked together demo it's like a pretty prime example of me like learning guitar on a track because it was like uh the the, the style changes like no section repeats in that song and it yeah kind of going like you're in this one thing and you're going to this next thing and you're going to this next thing and you're going to this next thing um which made it actually pretty fun to play live it's been a while but um that one came about uh, yeah it's just those weird those weird car sex sessions where we were it was super experimental um actually i i kind of miss playing that one because that that one feels like an emo song but i'm almost doing like r&b vocals on it in the verse and stuff it has almost like a a genuine melody or something (laughs) um but yeah, and then the the good fuck remix that was like it's it's funny because it's it, it's pretty low key, but that was kind of a dream come true because good fuck is or was I guess I think they they changed their name, but that was the electronic project of Tim Kinsella and Jenny Pulse. Tim Kinsella being um, kind of an emo legend. He him and Mike Kinsella were. Um, started this band called Cap and Jazz, which is like classic, classic emo. And then he went on to do uh, Joan of Arc, which was this super um, kind of underrated but influential band. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, he's, he's a childhood hero, literally, of, uh, of pretty much all of us. And then during the pandemic, uh, they put out like, hey, we want to we wanna do some remixes. And I talked to him and... Uh, they ended up uh they ended up doing a really great remix of it um reminds me i should actually email him and see how he's doing um <laughs> but yeah it was i think they've changed their name now to tim kinsella and jenny pulse and i think they just signed to color rockstars actually but um they're uh yeah that was just a total a total dream come true to even like just be emailing tim and talk to him about music and shoot the shit and stuff it was crazy <laughs> That's that's amazing. That's awesome. Let's spin When Boys Fight, that good fucked remix. Uh, and then when we come back, unfortunately, gotta kind of wind down the show a little bit. Uh, but I do have one more song to play. Uh, I think that one will be on your debut LP. It was one of the singles you also released earlier this year. Uh, but we'll talk about that when we come back. Oh, I say, I don't 
I don't, I don't know about uh, a lot of things. Listening to background noise. Like what you hear? Follow us on Instagram at Background Noise The Show for links to episodes, playlists, and more. We are back. Thank you so much for tuning in to Background Noise today. It has been a fantastic episode with Dexter and Nima from Hillsborough, the shoe, gazy, emo, indie rock kind of vibe from Victoria. Last song I want to chat about, I didn't mention earlier, I'm a huge fan of songs with just really long names. Now, like, this one isn't, like, super crazy long, but it's a longer one. I don't care because you do. I also just like that title because it's just, it's spiteful, right? (laughs) In a way, I don't know if it's meant to be spiteful, but uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about that song? Well, the the title there actually, correct me if I'm wrong, Nemo, but I think that was initially an homage to Aphex Twin, right? Because he's got a track called I Care Because You Do. And then it was like, well, I don't care because you do. Like, yeah. we, we all enjoy Apex in the group. So it was kind of like a funny name that kind of came out of that. But then it's incorporated in the lyrics and the song is like actually kind of about that. That's funny. Yeah, it, it kind of kind of worked backwards. Cause like, yeah, uh, that, that was the working title. And then uh, the song got written around that inside joke, basically. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, that one was 
another like laptop demo. Um, and then I think it was ye Dexter and Ollie and I, um, in the first session. And, mm-hmm. and kind of, yeah, it was, that was like, yeah, peak COVID couldn't really do anything or see anyone. Um, and so we were just like, on. we would, it was this really strange time. Like I, I was getting served got like the, the government money or whatever. And I had, I just got evicted from my place in Vancouver. So I was back in my mom's and I remember I would just like, I had, I set up all my equipment in the basement and I like had all this money. So I would just like buy flats of beer and get really drunk alone really late at night and like order drum machines on the internet. And then like, call the guys in the van and be like, I have a demo, come over. Um, <laughs> I was would, doing, uh, yeah. Oh, no, go ahead. Oh, yeah. So yeah. It, was, it was just one of those. And they, the guys would come over, we'd go on like these walks and sort of talk about how weird life is and then come back and uh, work on these demos. And that one specifically, I remember, I think I was listening to that, that ride song, Vapor Trail. Um, that's kind of where that like drum pattern came from uh and that was a tricky one to get right mm-hmm. that, that sort of swingy feel is really hard to uh, it's hard to make that sound cool without coming off like <laughs> a line alanis morissette or something nothing gonna start yeah. but not really our aesthetic necessarily yeah. uh and like it it kind of harkens back to the serotonin one as well actually that you were mentioning before just because a lot of the sort of not like drum parts per se and everything, but at least for me, like the violin line through that, this kind of swinging dancier thing, it's like very similar to me. So for me, at least mm. writing my parts and everything going into that, I was like, oh, we're like doing this again. That's fun. Yeah. That was also one of the first tracks where I, correct me if I'm wrong, Dex, but we, that was when we really started um, messing with the violin sonically. Yeah. Like I think, yeah. I, th- I remember like, like recording little plucky sounds and then just um, just tearing them apart in the computer and adding these delays and really kind of trying to get yeah. new new sounds out of that. If the, I, I th- there's a, there's one sound coming through that song. I think it's that song. Oh gosh, that would be embarrassing if it wasn't. But there's a bit where we did a couple sessions where we were just messing around with those kind of sounds, and I like. I have a heavier ring on one of my fingers and I was like hitting the bridge of the violin with it. And we yeah, put that yeah. through some crazy like reverb delay. And now there's like this sort of spacey, like sort of click pop sound. Like, oh, yeah, the song sometimes. Yeah. I think in the post chorus, it's like that. Yeah. 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 That's like me hitting my instrument with a metal ring. Like, like we really started messing around with that kind of stuff on that one. And like sort of ever since that's kind of something we've been doing with tracks, like a lot of the ones we play live now, but don't really have any release dates. There's some really messed up sounds, not even just from me, from like everybody. We're all kind of just having fun. Awesome. Honestly, I'm super stoked to actually hear the rest of the songs on that LP when it drops. Uh, We've mentioned that quite a few times as well. Um, You've mentioned you are playing a live show coming up. You love to do live shows. I feel like they're super fun. Um, is there anything in particular, aside from that LP and the show coming up really soon, uh, that we should keep an eye on you guys? For? Uh, I don't, I can't like announce, announce or anything. <laughs> um, but I'll just say uh, if you're on the West Coast, keep an eye out for shows. There's, yeah, there, there's, a, there's a big, there's some big, there's some. I, I was about to say big things coming. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> fuck. Um, there, we, we're, we're going to be very busy. Yeah. Fall. A lot um, of stuff. So, yeah. In, in the show department. So, And yeah. also, I just <laughs> wanted to shout out, because you were saying you were enjoying that Melrose stuff we sent earlier. Oh, um, yeah. Sam's, like, individual project that Ollie works on. I've had the pleasure of playing on some of it as well. Um they, I, again, there's no official release date, but keep your eyes on that space as well, because there's a new record coming at some point. That yeah, yeah really, new Melrose very soon. Yeah, it's it's so good. We've had the pleasure of listening to it already, and it's fantastic. So, so keep so keep good. your eyes and ears peeled for Melrose as well. I'm going to, and you know what? Do me a favor, guys. When they um, kind of announce the drop for that, um, let them know to reach out to me. And... I would love to have 
them on the show too. Um, yeah, because like I'm I'm a big fan, and I'd love to talk more about that new music coming out. Unfortunately, though, this is pretty much the end of the show. We're almost out of time here, but we will play the one more song before we go. Um, that's going to be on their debut LP that is coming out in the fall. Keep your eyes and ears peeled for that. And on the socials, I will link that as well and all the background noise stuff. Make it really easy for everyone to find. This is I Don't Care Because You Do. That's all I got for today, folks. Thanks so much for tuning in to Background Noise. I had a blast. And hey, you know what? If you're a Canadian musician as well and you're thinking, I want to be on the show, just click the link in our Instagram bio at Background Noise the Show and we'll try to set something up.